This podcast is sponsored by Peak Tees. Peak Tees is a revolutionary company that was created by one of my good friends, Simon Chang. And the reason why I love this company and the reason why I'm sharing it with you and I'm happy that they're a sponsor here on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast is because I've never come across a tea company that I feel supportive of that is about being able to take tea and put it into hot and cold water and still have the best brewed tea ever. Most times you have to heat up the water to a certain temperature and most people don't have that training. I learned a lot from the Japanese culture about it and I can tell you in China and Japan, tea is taken seriously as well as England. And if you heat the tea up too much, and you, you, it can actually ruin your tea. So what I love about their company is because they come in these packages, it's crystallization. And crystallization is really good because their cold crystallization technique delivers 12 times the antioxidants than other tea. And they have an amazing screening that Simon is very strong on, which is about you know screening for heavy metals, toxic mold, and pesticides. And there's nothing like it that I've seen out there, which is amazing as well. I consume about three cups. My favorites are Essentia and Hibiscus. And I love this company so much because I love how I feel in my gut health, my digestion. It calms me. I take it on the airplane with me. I dump it in cold water when I want cold tea. I put it in hot water when I want hot tea. I like the diversification of being able to choose if I want hot or cold water. So I love this company. And Simon is such a good friend. I love him so much. He's an amazing person. And so he created something so wonderful that I had to share it with Ancient Wisdom today with our tribe because it's so important for us to have a good tea. And this tea keeps me happy. It helps me feel uplifted. I drink it before I meditate. I perform healings on people. I drink this tea on my breaks. I'm constantly consuming this tea into my body because I feel like having healthy things that support us is so important as well as... As, you know, I really enjoy being able to, you know, have a calm part of myself that operates from a, a clear place of focus. It helps me to meditate for hours and due to the high levels of lithinine levels inside of this tea. And as you know, tea has been drunk by Zen monks for centuries to help them with the calm focus and clarity during long hours of meditation. And I find that to be very important when it comes to anything I'm putting in my system because everything has to be comprehensive or supportive to the, the lifestyle that I live. And because I want to live in a very meditative, loving, supportive place so I can be there at the highest level for everyone, I always consume things in my system that gives me that. So I just wanted to share with you try, go out there, get rid of all your other tea brands and, you know, and throw in some peak teas. Everything that I share with you on Ancient Wisdom today is what you need to have in your cabinet. So I invite you to try peak tea crystals and, you know, just check it out. Their award-winning blends are filled with so much love and so much support for our tribe. And they are supporting thousands of people and many health and wellness experts worldwide. Peak Tea is the first company in history to win three gold medals in the Global Tea, tea Championships. That's that's a huge deal for a tea because a lot of people don't even get close to that. So these tea crystals are life-changing and they're very supportive to where we are in our growth in our tribe. 
So if you're interested in getting peak tea, which you should be because it keeps you lit and having the best tea and having tea time is the best ever. Right now they're offering you, which is the tribal members, up to 28% off and free shipping on your first order. Simply go to peaktea.life. That's P-I-Q-U-E-T-E-A dot life backslash shaman to unlock these amazing deals i love you so much tribe let's stay healthy let's stay lit and let's keep going on the lit train human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years and with those stories came the emotional spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I'm grateful for you and I love you. I'm honored by your willingness to choose to come to earth at this time and be here during this great revolution and transition where we as a species get to make a decision if we are going to continue to thrive or are we just going to make it so that we're unable to live on this planet anymore. I know and I am putting all of my energy on the Liddy Committee and on our tribe that we are all leaders of legacy and we are here to thrive and to bring the wisdom and the knowledge and the energy and the love and the playfulness and the compassion and the understanding and the acceptance and the freedom and the love to all those who have not yet signed on to that level of consciousness that is available to everyone on this planet at this time. The momentum of exchange that is taking place right now is moving very fast, so fast that you may observe one month and realize, wow, it's already three months have passed and I was just observing that one month. That is because the energy molecules and the frequency patterns are moving at such an accelerated rate. It is creating a complete shift in the way in which consciousness reads and understands information. That is why it is important for us to really you know, get into a space where we open ourselves to paying attention to the things that are valuable for our evolution, where we place our consciousness and remove our consciousness from that which is devaluing our evolution, that which is creating nonsense or... Uh, disillusionment for us by keeping us preoccupied with our senses, both our ability to see visually in our ears, as well as our kinesthetic ability to align it into things that are actually moving us forward as a species, as a whole, as a collective of beings of love who've come to to truly create legacy, to truly build something that is foundationally built on love and built on the promise of love and the sustainability of love and the acknowledgement of love for as long as we choose to live on planet Earth or choose to live on any other planet. So this is a very momentous time in our evolution. 
And I just want you all to know that if you're going through a lot of difficulty, if you're going through a lot of challenges, if you're having a lot of ups and downs right now, these are all happening to get you to a place where you can eliminate the things that are really taking up space in your bandwidth, right? Because this right now, you don't have time to, to play around with nonsense. I mean, that was okay in the early 90s and mid-90s and so forth, but now it's just not. And your bandwidth is only needing to be operating with input that is clarifying love and honoring everything that represents you as this divine being that has come here to earth. And so when you are not operating in that field because you have all of these disruptive energy patterns being sent to you because you keep engaging in so many things that are preoccupying your energy away from you and putting it into gossip, putting it into things that, you know, you don't really need to get involved in, you know, like watching reality TV, watching Kim Kardashian or watching Paris Hilton or watching who knows what people are watching these days that is preoccupying their space as they want to vicariously live through someone else's life. That's just weird. It's just not right. It's a sickness. You got to see it. You got to see it. It's a sickness that you would want to be so involved in someone else's life that people can take a camera and follow this person's life. And you are just completely amused by the drama and by the nonsense and by the, 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 the outrageous uh, behaviors, these, these very asinine behaviors that you see some of these people you know, present in their lifestyle. And that's supposed to be amusing you away from you building legacy, away from you building foundation so that you can build your mansion, your home, your beautiful palace, your temple, so that you can bring more love, more bounty, more joy, more prosperity, more healing, more grace, more understanding, more acceptance, more compassion to earth. I mean, what is it? What is it that is taking the minds of people into that energy and just completely glamoring them like a vampire would after taking a bite and it didn't want you to know that it took that bite? It would glamour you into the nonsense. That's what's happening. You're being glamoured. You're being bedazzled. And I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's ruining the lives of so many people. Why are you following people on Instagram that aren't bringing messages to you that are supporting you and lifting you and shifting you, but you're following them because they're cool? I mean, are we back in high school? I mean, is that what we've is that is that is that where we're at? We want to get it on. We want to sit on the cool table or the cool bench. We want to get invited to the cool parties. But is it really cool, or is it just a facade? Is it fakery? 
Is it such fakery that it would have you believe that that lifestyle, that behavior, that understanding is greater than anything you have going on in your life, greater than the relationships you have with your friends, greater than the relationship you have with yourself, the relationship you have in spirit, the relationship you have and the intelligence you have to create, to learn, to do art, to create something, to innovate something, to bring something to the table out of your being because no one else can do it better than you right? No one else can do it better than you. There is no one like you. What comes through your being can only come through your being. Nothing can come different than it comes through your being. What comes through your being, right? That's why you can't compare yourself to other people because it's just foolishness, right? I call it tomfoolery at best. Comparing yourself to another person when you didn't eat the same food that that person ate when they were a child, you didn't listen to the same music, you didn't have the same colored clothes, you didn't have the same experiences, your whole view on life is completely different from theirs. Even if you try to match things up, you may have things in common that you actually like and support, but you're a different being and the way you see the world is going to be different and the way you feel the world is going to be different and the way that you perceive everything is going to be different. So what comes through your being as a vessel, right? is going to be completely different and sacred because there's only one of them because there's only one of you. Even if you have a twin, that twin, there's energies in that twin that makes it different from when it comes to their vessel for when it comes to yours. And so it's like, you know, you watch all these things going on in the world where people are watching people on reality shows and they're just like, you know, like, oh my God, look at this person. Oh my God, Kanye. Oh my God, Kim. Oh my God. You know, this I'm like, they're bowing down to these people and they're just people. They eat, they shit, and they sleep. What makes you think they're any different than you just because they drive an expansive car or can fly somewhere or have more vacation time than you do or because of the fact that they could be in a jet or they could be wearing some new bling bling or what is it people call it, flossing it or all these different words that are made up to describe the what someone has versus what someone doesn't have. You think their life is better than yours? It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. Because you don't know what their life is like. You only know what they show you. But, be, but besides that, don't you think it's a little immature to focus on those things? Right? Like you want to focus on the girl or the guy who has the hottest pictures on Instagram and every picture is them showing off their body and you don't find that something's wrong there? You don't think there's narcissism? Um, painted all over that, that every single picture is a picture of them showing off their body in, in another model pole pose with a different outfit on, and you don't see narcissism. You don't see that, that all they're basically showing you is I'm hot and that's why you're following me. I mean, are you, I mean, can we, can we wake up please? Can I, can, can I, can someone please find me, um, the, the wake up bell? Do I need to blow a horn in the sky? Do I need to do I need to 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 scream in the streets? Do I do I need to bang drums in every city of the world and say wake up? Like you're following someone because they're hot? You're not following someone because they're feeding you information that lifts and shifts your mind to new ways of looking at life and possibility? That you're following someone because they have hot pictures, because they have a hot profile and every picture of theirs is a picture of them. They're not saying anything. 
They're not engaging you in their IGs. When you go on IG, they're not answering your questions. They're not engaging you. They're not communicating to you in the DMs. They're just, you're just following them and they're just sitting back at home being like, wow, look how many followers I have. I must be someone important. People love me. Oh my God, they love me. Yay. Like, who cares? Why aren't you following the people in the world who are here to make a difference? Why aren't you getting involved in that? How come there's not reality shows that, and there are some, I'm sure, there's some shows where they do things where it's not just all about bedazzle, but like real things, you know, like follow the person who's really wanting to make a difference in the world, who leaves a message out there that when you read it, it's just like, it's like a light bulb times the light bulbs go off in your head until your head just explodes into a sun ray. And you're like, oh my goodness. I see the world differently now. The sky looks different. My children look different. My husband, my wife, my boyfriend, my girlfriend look different. The way I see people in the street looks different. That's innovation. That's the things we want to put our attention on. Those are the people we want to follow. Those are the energies we want to engage in. Why are we engaging in nonsense? Because a girl can do a split and make a green smoothie. If she's a health person, then how come she's not talking about it in a real way? Why does every picture need to look like she's been riding yachts and living this fabulous lifestyle, jet-setting from here to there? I mean, who cares? Talk about what you're doing, your brand. What is your brand? What are you talking about? If you're talking about uh, your health and wellness, talk about some of the downfalls that happen in health and wellness and how people can become too extreme and how we need to find a middle ground and how, you know, we need to look at health and wellness, not just from the food culture, but also from our environment and the people we spend time with and the way that we operate in our lives when it comes to where we put our energy creatively. Are we, are we, are we learning new things, learning new languages, new skills, new trades, new, new ways to express ourselves? Are we keeping in the same circles so we can feel safe. That's, that, that's going to mess up your health and wellness right there. How come we're not talking about that? How come they're not going in the, in the street and asking people, what, what's your idea of health and wellness? And then posting that up on Instagram. You know, it's just pictures of them doing uh, downward dogs, upward dogs, handstands in the kitchen, making a green smoothie, wearing a, a very short, tight tank top. And every picture looks like they just came out of some kind of model magazine. And what are they selling you? What are they giving you? Are they returning your DMs? When you write them in DM, do they talk to you? Do they say, hi, how are you? I'm really happy that you know, you're know you here. What can I, how can I support you? Or are they just using you to look hot? Are they using you and your likes and your attention, okay? Because that's what it's about, attention to be important. Look, you're not important if you are not doing, using your, utilizing all of your resources and capability to make it so that we can thrive in our species. If your only way of making human beings thrive is to be a comedian, then fine, then be a comedian. That's fine. Or if you're an actress or an actor, be an actress or an actor, that's fine. Do those things, but don't glamour yourself. Be like, yes, I'm an actor and an, and an actress and I got all this power now, so I'm going to use this power to really support the tribe. 
I'm going to utilize what I'm doing to lift and shift other people, not bedazzle myself. Every time you go to my Instagram, there's a bedazzling going on. You know, I mean, I, I look at my own Instagram sometimes and I'm like, hmm, where am I at right now? What, what's going on inside of me? Why am I posting this kind of picture? Sometimes I'll post a picture of a friend's birthday because I want to acknowledge them. Sometimes I'll post a picture of what I'm doing in my personal life. But then most of the times it's the workshops I'm doing, the classes that I have going on, or little be beautiful messages that I leave either in video or I, I create a, an image to put in your mind so you will think and open up those beautiful nebulous corners of your thinking process and your modus operandi can now fire off new electrons with the way you think and you bring it through your thinking processes and you begin to perceive and understand the world differently than what you saw. To me, that's innovation. To me, that is literally what we call real metamorphosis, right? That's, that's, the, that's the real space in which you want to be in everything that you do. You don't want to live your life constantly trying to copy another person on Instagram or Facebook or whatever else someone is doing because you think that makes you cool. We're, this, is, that's, this is high school. That's the dark ages. We have to move beyond the dark ages. We have to move beyond the high school mentality of wanting to sit at the cool table and be with the cool kids and get invited to the cool parties and realize that cool is only what you make it. Cool can be cool. You know, you could be the person who does something that's completely different and all of a sudden you become cool because you created a new trend. You created something different that no one's ever experienced before. Be an innovator. Be someone who's creating things. Be an inventor. Be someone who's on the edge. Be an edge maker, right? An edge maker rides outside of what everyone is doing. The edge maker doesn't even see the sheep because they're so far removed from the sheep. All the sheeple, right? One of the tribal members gave me that word. I love it. And I've been using it ever since. Sheeple came from her husband. Amazing word. Brilliant guy. Sheeple. You don't even see the sheeple because you're so at the edge, at the precipice of the unknown that you're bringing back all kinds of information to the tribe. That's, you know, if you look at some of the civilizations, if you just do your own due diligence, look at some of the civil civilizations that didn't make it right? It was because they insulated themselves with their own knowledge and their own capability and their own technology as it was at that time and didn't allow themselves to venture off and connect with other people or help other people connect into their insulated circle. So they weren't able to grow. They weren't able to be innovated. They weren't able to bring new things to the table. So they just kept doing the same things. And guess what? If you keep doing the same thing, chances are you're going to have a very difficult time. And I'll tell you why. Because a person who does the same thing all the time, the same friends, the same thing, the same, same, these people are not going to be able to handle the shifts that are taking place on planet Earth at this time in our evolution. You will not be able to handle the shifts. You need to be fluid. You know, you need to be able to bend and, and move. You need to be able to dance tango with life. If you can't dance tango with life, then you're going to have difficulty because things change and they will not always be the same. I know there are restaurants that I love to eat at and they have closed down and I had to be like, oh, okay. I was in New York. I ate at this one beautiful raw food restaurant all the time. Got back to New York, was so excited about going to this one restaurant and then found out that it closed the door and they went bankrupt. That restaurant's gone. My, all the food that that restaurant made, gone. I didn't throw a temper tantrum. I didn't freak out. I was like, well, you know, 
I'm fluent, I'm flexible. Let's move on to another different type of restaurant that I can find and get involved in and love their food and, and, and nourish my body with. The, 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 the consciousness of reality or any reality for that matter is where you place your attention. Your reality is what you make it, how you choose to think, how you choose to perceive and how you choose to engage, right? So a lot of the realities that you see are based on engaging, perception, and attachment. That's what creates reality. Engaging, perception, and attachment. You could be a person who just sees life and watches it go by without engaging it, without attaching to it, and just just seeing it. And then you can, because you're so powerful and so smart, you can shift your thoughts to perceive a different reality from the one in which you see because the reality can't stick if it doesn't have engagement, your perception, being, which means your attachment to that perception, and your engagement. So that reality can't hold. So it just becomes like water going down the river. And then the new water comes, and then the new water comes, and the new water comes. And this is how we get into change. This is how we get into evolution and growth. This is what they should be teaching kids in school is like, don't react. Reaction is engagement. What you perceive now is based on the information and knowledge and data that you have. Get new data. That's what that's the, reason. the whole reason why I created Ancient Wisdom Today right? was not just so I can glorify myself in having a podcast. No, it was because I was sitting down with my friend Jordan. I was sitting down with my friend Sahara Rose. I was sitting down with my friend Luke Story. And every one of them said, you need to have a podcast. And I started thinking of all the things like, oh God, I'm going to be I'm going to be tied and married to this podcast. And what does it mean? And I don't have the equipment. And I, you know, all these different things that I came up with, all these roadblocks that I created myself, basically. Like, I don't have the equipment. I don't know how to use it. I don't even know what to talk about, what to do, what to that. And then all of a sudden, spirit came to me and says, of course, you know what to talk about. Talk about the things that are real and talk about, take the information from your ancestors and the knowledge of shamanism and bring it into a modern day conversation about how we can, you know, make changes now and change perception and get people lit and bring them on the lit train and we'll take over from there. And the moment they start listening, we'll start flooding into their lives. We'll use the Ancient Wisdom podcast as a vortex of calling the, uh, the ancestors, the angels, the, the spirits of light into their lives. So all they have to do is listen. And just by them listening, things are going to start changing. I said, really? They said, oh, yes. We just need a vehicle for someone who's willing to speak the truth. And you've always been that person who speaks the truth. So... Why not do the podcast? You love your brothers and sisters. I said, yes, I do. Spirit says, okay. And so if you love them and you want to see earth evolved and, the, and our species thriving and all of these beautiful things that people see them living their greatest life and seeing them happy and hear more conversations of how everything is working out for people versus not working out, then do the podcast. And Luke was like, I'll show you how to do the equipment. And Sahara's like, I'll tell you how the ins and outs go. And, and, and Jordan was like, I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you how to get everything going, how to get it started and, and how I did it and what I do and, and how to build and all this kind of stuff. And then everyone just came and supported me so that I can create this. But I didn't create it alone. When I say I created it, meaning I said yes to it, but I didn't create it alone. I created it with the help of all of these beautiful souls and so much more.
Because everything we have in life is never created just by the I. It's always the we, right? The I is the yes, right? You say yes to it. I, yes. I say yes, right? So when I said to you, I created ancient wisdom today, what I'm saying is I said yes to it. I said yes to spirit. I said yes. Now, as far as the creation of anything on the planet, it takes a collaboration. There's not one person on this planet. And if they do say that, then that person is just completely blind to the truth. There's not one person on this planet who can sit there and say, I did this all by myself. It's not possible. It's not possible. Even the person who buys something from you is buying something is also part of you being able to be successful. So they also are, you need to acknowledge that there's a blessing there too, right? So the thing is, is, is if we recognize that reality, right, is only that which we choose it to be, we can become masters of reality. Hmm? Doesn't that sound wonderful? Become a master of reality. That means that you actually get to look at something without reacting, without engaging, without attaching, and without putting some kind of like, like stronghold on it based on like, this is the only perception that exists. Remember, your understanding of perception, I just want to get kind of like real with you on this deep level, right? Because this is super simple information, but like super deep at the same time. Super easy, super deep is your perception is governed by the data and information you have available to you. Yeah. Yeah. That it's really, it's super easy. It's like, like your perception is based on the data of information that is available to you. So when you see someone who is, and you go, okay, how can that person think like that? How can the person operate like that? That's because their operating system is operating on the data and information that's available to them. You could say, well, how come there's all these, they could go get a book, they could do, they could take a workshop, they can do all these things. But wait a second, the data and information that they have available doesn't allow them to see or take those things into account. This is why we must understand that in order for us to raise the consciousness of the populace, we have to be willing to offer them with love, not by getting upset, not by stomping our feet and pulling out our hair. Well, for me, it would be no hair, but it would be like smacking my head, right? But literally getting into a frenzy with ourselves because we don't understand why our parents and our friends are playing in the world of the mundane and playing like muggles and not seeing the magic that's inside of them and what is capable for them to be able to shift and to change and to completely have a different experience like altogether on every aspect, mind you, of whatever it is that they are going through at any given time right? It doesn't matter what it is, right? And so you have to understand that when you have a child and you have children, and like when we were kids, we, they, we, our parents were only going off of the information data that they had available for their operating system. And they were running that through their operating system, which necessarily may or may have not been right for our being to be able to thrive and to be able to get the highest level of love and, and uh, nurturing and, you know, support and whatever it is that we feel that we needed, 
to be able to thrive, right? For us to be able to expand, for us to be able to radiate, for us to be able to illuminate was that process could not be given to us because they didn't have access to that data stream, right? So when you come to Ancient Wisdom today, I'm giving you information that you may not have had available in your data stream, or you have had available, but it was all you know mixed and, 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 and jumbled up. And what I'm doing is taking it and simplifying it and giving it to you with like, like this is it. Look how easy and simple this was without me trying to make myself sound like I'm smart by putting some kind of like tailspin on it, which is what humans like to do because humans have this insecurity that they're not smart enough because the whole school system made them believe that, you know, if your IQ is like this, then it's like that. But base again, remember, your IQ was based upon a limited information of data based upon human interaction on what they thought you should actually know and have an aptitude in um, observance for that would give you the understanding of how they would grade your number of what is your IQ. You'd be surprised. I know, you know, for me, I can never say just because someone takes a test or knows something about different subjects that this is the, the sum total of their IQ because let's face it, the IQ of intellect is not just based upon grammatical or how someone can read or how someone can do mathematics or how someone can subtract or add, you know, or, or this, this isn't how these things are brought about. And in fact, if I was to really say like the true understanding of one's ability to see intelligence is not just based on that, but based also on emotions based upon one's ability to have empathy, ability to sense information that goes beyond the five senses or to be able to sense through the five senses, someone who's able to look beyond what they see, someone who's willing to go into the unknown, someone who's willing to take risks, someone who's willing to color outside of the lines in their coloring book is what I consider uh, a level of intelligence. Right, Because an intelligent person is someone who takes information and knows where to apply that information in their life at what time. That's the difference between someone who is smart and someone who is wise. A wise person has information that is necessary data being held onto and knows when to distribute it necessarily into the lives of the people they love or into a community or into society on some level of society that creates real change that's noticeable and, and visible and able to be measured, right? So, a smart person is someone who goes to school and reads a lot of books, gets a lot of information. They can have a lot of information, but they're really good with their memory. And so they have all this information because they're super smart. They have all this information. But the thing is, they don't have wisdom because they don't know where that information is to be distributed. 
So you could like, you know, someone could be playing video games. Like a lot of times parents will say to me, oh God, my kid plays video games. It's so annoying. Like, you know, why don't they get outside? Well, yes, kids should get outside because it increases their synthesis and it, and, and the elemental spirits communicate to their body, which creates more overall health and lower of cortisol and more healthy flow in their system and the way they perceive expansion and so forth within their being. Yes, I do believe kids should spend a lot more time in nature, but let's talk to the kids who do play video games. A kid who's playing a video game is not just playing a video game. They're playing a game that is creating a world for them in which they have rules that apply in that world. And they have to figure out how to navigate themselves in that world as according to the rules that whoever made the game created. And they give them certain things they can use within that game to play that game within those rules. And so the key, the reason why it's a game is because they have to play within a structure that was created by the game maker and be, follow the rules that the game maker created and take whatever objects the game maker gave them to be able to navigate that world and be successful in the journey that that game maker has put in front of them to take or to succeed in. So every game has has some form of conclusion or some form of succeeding or some form of conquering something of this nature. And in order to be able to navigate those things, you have to be able to think in the way of the the rules and think in the way of the object and know how to use those objects according to be able to get a certain effect in the game that would get you a level up. Well, what's so different from video games than how our life is? There are rules that apply in our world. We also have a certain limitations that were put to um, put upon us by our system, by the government, and by the way things were set up. We have certain tools available to us at every given time. The question is, do we have the ability to recognize the tools that we have available to us right now? Right now, as I'm speaking to you, do you have tools right now that are available to you right now that can make you a multimillionaire, that can make you level up so much in your spirituality that you become so powerful in your gifts? You have tools right now that can level you up beyond all the things that you are going through in your life. But what makes you... A wise person is knowing where to take those tools and where to apply them at what time to get an effect that levels you up and takes you higher in what we call earth or being a human being on earth, which is no different from a video game because that's the same thing that happens in a video game. You get graduated, you level up, you get new, you get new items, maybe you uh, get to go to another world. But the point is, that's why people love video games, why kids love video games, because as they're playing the video game, not only are they getting a sensory experience, they're getting an auditory experience, and they're getting a kinesthetic experience, which is playing with the controller. Now, the three ways which we learn as human beings is AVK, audio, visual, and kinesthetic. That means that the way we operate in our platform, meaning our game board, which is your life, right? Think of all the friends you have, all the people you've met, all the things you own, all the things you can do internally, both mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and physically are all a part of your tool set. And all those friends you have are also a part of your allies. Those are your allies. So are you, are you operating with your allies or do you have people in your life who are just constantly constantly draining you because you drain you. 
Because people can only drain you when you give them permission to drain you. No one can just walk in and drain your energy. I just women said, oh my God, my parents keep draining my energy. No, 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 no. You have tools that actually can block your parents from draining your energy. It's never them draining your energy. It's always you draining your energy based on your perception. Again, based on the data and information you have available to you, your attachment and your reaction, which is your engagement. Pretty rad, huh? Yeah, mind-blowing stuff. Super rad. So if you think about it, right? I love playing video games. And the reason why I love playing video games is because I love entering into a world where there's rules made by the game maker. And I like to figure out what those rules are. And I like to navigate myself into that world to see all the things that I have available to me and then to follow the storyline to be successful. I love games and they have helped me so much in my own personal life because I'm able to see all of these different things that I have available and then I utilize them accordingly or I ask my allies to help me see things so that they see things and I see things for them and we support one another through a place of love, not through a place of I told you so or I know better than you, but through a place of love of these are the things you have available, utilize these things and level yourself up and I'll meet you up on the level up. Right. And so this is what life is about is knowing what do we have available to us to take us to those higher levels. You know, someone can say, well, you know, it's not fair. This person has all this money and they have all cars and they have all these things and so forth. And I have nothing. You know what? I've seen some people go from nothing to something because they utilize their tools effectively and efficiently in the game board, which we call Earth. And I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Right. And like in every game, there is, you know, you have duality in games. So if we look at the understanding of consciousness and we look at consciousness as an opportunity to see expansion within data and information, you can only perceive what you see and what you're perceiving based on the data and information you have available to you and your data constructs, which is your brain and your emotional constructs, which is how you feel about things, what your feelings are and how you relate to them, which is your engagement. Right. So let's say, for instance, you're a person who was raised and in your data streams, you were told since you were a child that this world is love and everyone in this world is love. No matter what they do, they are love and everything is love. And if anything happens to you, it's always from the place of love. And everything that happens is love, 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 love. And this is how you were brought up as a kid. Okay. And so everything, let's say, for instance, you were playing with toys in the living room and something bad happened, you know, um, you know, your parents are like, I love you. We love you. We love you. And you like, you laugh about it and you, you know, and you, you, you realize, okay, the vase broke and so forth. Then you grow up and you still have this behavior because your data information was that everything is love, no matter what you will be dealing with life very differently from someone who doesn't have that data stream because everything that happens to you, you'll see it as a place of love. And so you'll operate it. You'll, you'll give the love back to it and then the love will come back to you and then you'll give it back to it. And you becomes this beautiful, um, ever um, growing essence of love that premates every aspect of your life. And so you will live in a perpetual state of love. And love will constantly keep being beamed back at you because the only thing you have in your data stream is love, right? And so if you realize that that person will see love, they'll speak love, they'll hear love, they'll only know love. So someone could be yelling at them and they're like, I love you. I'm here. Well, 
tell me everything. I'm here to love you. Someone could be getting upset with them. Someone could do something where they stole something from them. And they're just like, I love you. I love you. Someone could say, you know, the most horrible things to them. And that person is like, I love you. I love you. And, the, and genuinely, genuine love. That would be what that person would be giving off because that's what's available in their data streams. So their data streams are holding the frequency of pure love. Now, if we get into understanding this, right, then we get into understanding that if there's certain perceptions that you are not comfortable with, that means that your data streams or your, how we, or we could call your dictionary tank or your informational tank is needing an upgrade. Just like in video games, you got to upgrade your characters. You need to upgrade your character on earth. You need new words. You need new way. You need new words that create new thinking, create new perceptions, create new feelings. Sometimes people look at me and say, well, how, how, how do you, what kind of feeling are you going through? And I'm like, I can't even put a human word on it. So I have to call it pop rocks. They're like, why pop rocks? I'm like, because pop rocks is this candy that you put in your mouth and it just kind of explodes in all these different directions and it's really intense and everything. And, you know, and you just like laugh because you can feel the fizziness on your tongue and stuff. Well, that's what I feel right now. But I, there's no word in the dictionary, in, 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 in the Webster dictionary that was created by this world that describes that. So I'm just going to call it pop rocks. And if I say, oh, someone is amazing and big and something is amazing and it's like, we're here to be big, I'm going to call this giants because the only way I can interpret the, the size of, of, of that ama amazingness is to see a giant, like a giant. Like when you see, when you think of like movies where they have like a giant coming in, that person's like really small and they look up and they see this big giant. That's how I see us. That's how I see the true nature of our being is that we're giants, right? Projected in this tiny, itsy, little, little, tiny, little body. But we don't have to be that itsy bitty little tiny body because we're giants. And that's why I told him, this is, we're here to be giants, right? So, so there are words that I actually make up. I have my own way of speaking because I can't formulate words that I feel now because the, the type of perception that I have is operating at such a different level than what other people's perception is based on the information and data that's available on this planet. I operate on fields of consciousness that are not just on this planet, but in other dimensions and other planets and other galaxies. So when I come back with this feeling that comes through my being of what I feel inside for love, and I say the word love, it makes no sense to me because it doesn't really describe what I really feel. So I say now, Amala Ashe. Because when I say Amala, I feel the energy of a different, the love that I feel that goes beyond the human uh, love. I feel it. And I like the word ashe because it's a powerful African word that represents magic and like it's done and like there's great power and ancestry and spirit behind it when you say the word ashe. So I say amala ashe and I feel it. It makes me want to like burst out of my chest and, 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 and just all kinds of things, magical things start happening. So that's why I create my own word languaging and I utilize it a lot, like the Liddy Committee. Like I can't say, I can't, I can't put another word on and say the Liddy Committee. We are charged up, powerful, like, you know, conscious moving forward beings that are on the lit train. What is the lit train? It's pure energy. It's this train that this momentum of power and energy that moves through us, you know, and then, so when we're on the lit train, that energy is moving our spirit and our spirit is moving that energy into our body and we feel lit.
We're on fire, right? And so the thing is, again, someone's perception of reality is only held within the information and data streams they have. Sometimes people have to understand that they've been insulated so much in their social groups, in their communities, and in their cultural understandings that they are like what I said in the beginning, where you know we talk about lost civilizations like the Maya and the Egyptians, a lot of different sort of civilizations that were lost on earth was because they insulated themselves into a circle and didn't allow anything to come in and anything to go out to get new information. So they were just holding the same information, going in a circle, and that information was not enough for them to handle what was going on on the outside. And so therefore, the outside then began to conclave the inside. This is what happened in Atlantis. I know, I was a teacher in Atlantis. I remember the Atlanteans and their behaviors and their, their um, I think I know everything with their technology behavior. And, you know, we conclaved. And so the thing is, is that, we don't get that conclaving or that you know explosion of, of the center if we are willing to dial outward, right? Which means call outward, step outward, go outward, go on the walkabout outside of our comfort zones and bring new information and new words and new visions and new ideas and bring them in. And even if they don't have a, a Webster dictionary that describes what it is, then create a word. People are doing it all the time. What's the word? Uh, what is the, the girl who created that word um, on fleek? She just created the word on fleek. And now everyone across the world is using the word on fleek. Create a word. Make up a word and make it your word and say it every time. And then all of a sudden, people are also going to start saying it because they're going to be like, what does that mean? And then you explain it to them. And they're like, oh my God, that sounds so great. And then they're going to start saying it and saying it and saying it. And before you know it, everyone will be saying it. Like the people say on fleek. My nails are on fleek. My hair is on fleek. I mean, it started from one person. It started from this woman who said that she created it and now it's, it's worldwide. You know it. And like the word flossing or ice or all these other things that you hear people say, even the word lit, right? It's like we have to realize that we're not held in a box unless we want to be. And the only way we get held in that box is when we're not operating from the place of realizing that our reality is fluid. Our reality is only our reality because we keep reacting to it. We get upset, we get annoyed, we get agitated, we look at something, we're like, eh, that's us reacting. If we just look at things and observe it and not attach and like find new data streams, everything changes in our reality. Everything. Everything. Like I could tell you right now, if you want to bring money into your life right now, I can tell you the quickest way to bring money into your life. Go to Toys R Us, go to a toy store, go to, I mean, Toys R Us isn't here in the States, but I know this is a global tribe. So there might any toy store, go to a toy store, go get some coloring stuff, go get an easel, go get some action figures, go get yourself a video game machine and start being a kid. Start playing with toys. What it does is it awakens an energy frequency in your consciousness, which is called playfulness, joy, and expansion. That energy projects outward into the universe as prosperity and abundance and opportunity, and it expands. And then all of a sudden, money starts coming to you. Opportunities start coming to you. You start meeting people who can bring more opportunities to you to be able to bring more expansion, to bring more prosperity, more abundance, and more wealth into your life. And, you would, and people don't even know how easy it is that just by playing 
opens the doorway to bringing currency of success and prosperity and wealth in one's life. But if you are a person who's operating from the field of, I have to work really, 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 really hard for this many years and put my nose to the grindstone and then eventually I'm going to make money and then that I'm going to become a person who has money and, 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 and so forth. Well, guess what? You have a belief system in your perception and your words are work. So you have the word work inside of your data streams. Okay. Remember I told you it's all about the information you have available to you. So your information is work. And so you use this word in every which way you can. I'm working on my relationship. I'm working at this new job. I'm working, working, working. But you don't know that the word work has a vibrational code that was created by someone at some time. And there's a whole dictionary behind the word. And if you say that word, all of those informational data streams that are connected to it, meaning those, those very subtle energy frequencies and the codes that connect to them are all associated into what you say. So the thing is, is that creating new structural lines of words are supportive because it helps you expand your consciousness beyond the very confines of the matrix. The matrix has certain words it wants you to use and it wants you to use them in repetition and use them with other people so they can hear it and they'll use it as well. Well, guess what? I don't know about you, but if you looked in the mirror, do you look like a sheep? When you talk to your friends and your, your lovers, do you go, Meh. because if you don't, then you're not a sheep. So stop acting like one, right? Sheeple are people who follow whatever is on trend. They're not creating the trends. They're following the trends. Boring. Who wants to follow a trend instead of create one? Create a trend. Don't follow a trend. Be an edge maker. Be an innovator. Be someone who thinks outside of the box. Don't do everything that everyone does because you're boring. I'm sorry, but you're boring. Because if you, if you, if you think that you're going to come to some new proclamation or new innovation or some new idea by following what everyone else does, it's boring. Take a look at Hollywood. I'll use Hollywood as a perfect example. Tell me some movies that have come out of Hollywood that have been so innovatively different from what you've seen, or are they just copying what they've seen worked or remaking old films and bringing them back? Like taking films that were already done and making them again. Like the biggest one that was the biggest mistake was Willy Wonka. Like who would take a movie like Willy Wonka, okay, and, and make it again? Who, who in their right mind would think to do such a thing and think that it was going to come out in some very artistic, amazing way um, because they decided to do it? It's, 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 it's narcissism at best. And not only is it just narcissistic, it's ridiculous because what made, what really brought um, Willy Wonka to life, like what made Willy Wonka what Willy Wonka is, was Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder is Willy Wonka, not Johnny Depp. Okay. When Johnny Depp stepped into the role of Willy Wonka, I literally thought I went from like um, the most coolest, like really cool party with friends and having a good time to like some goth party that I got like thrown into with a bunch of like weird things melting on the wall and screaming um, Oompa Loompas that look the same and rock and roll Oompa Loompas. Um, it was just a little disturbing. But again, Hollywood 
What happened to all the, the, the innovative writers? What happened to all the, the, the people who are willing to go into the unknown and think outside of the box? I just see nothing but regurgitation, regurgitation, regurgitation. Now you look at video games, like you have this video game called Fortnite that a lot of kids play. Right? Kids are totally in, enthralled in this game. Uh, wasn't the movie Hunger Games uh, block office smash in the beginning when Katniss Everdeen came on the scene with her bow and arrow and had to go into an arena and fight to the death and the last one standing got to live? Wasn't that book such parallel to children and teenagers? I mean, even to the point where adults started reading it and getting involved in it? I think so. And the reason why is because of the fact that it was taking something from the old Grecian times, right, of the old Grecian um, stories and remaking it into a modern day story, right? The battle to the death, who would win? And they wasn't even a Japanese film that was, made, that was made in the same exact way. And so Hunger Games became this really big hit sensation. So someone was like, oh my God, kids were so into that, teenagers were so into that. Let's create a video game that's very similar where these kids can choose their characters, choose their weapons, choose their thing, and then go into this game board and then go in with, and everyone has to fight to the death and the last one um, standing wins and we give them a bunch of prizes. And you know what? I can't tell you not one kid who doesn't play that video game Fortnite. Why? Because it was strategically created off of what they seen kids react to. Said, oh, we can make millions off of this. Oh, they're smart. They're brilliant. And you know what? They are making millions off of it. And they're making millions off of it because they figured out, oh, well, kids love Katniss Everdeen. They love this whole Hunger Games thing. So let's go ahead and create a video game that's very similar, but we'll make it more colorful, more fun, more playful, more hip, more kid-like. Okay, fine. The thing is, is that why are we recycling shit? Why? What? Because it's not even a, a good recycle. It's like it's like a gurgitated recycle. It's like I have no creativity. Recycle. It's called I have no I have no ingenuity. I have no creativity. I have no innovation in me. So I'm just gonna go ahead and take what was done and just remake it and add some of the cool little uh, glitters and sparkles to it and then put it back out there and 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 that's what it is. I'm so disappointed in Hollywood. Hollywood has become the biggest disappointment to me because I loved when seeing people create things that were so innovative and so different and so out there that my mind had more data streams to which to tap into to think outside of the box of my reality that I was observing. The information that's available or the information that was, became available to me when I watched films like Willow, when I watched films like Gleaming the Cube, when I watched films like 16 Candles or The Breakfast Club, or when I watched films like um, The Dark Crystal or Kroll or any of these films that, you know, that uh, just really took my mind into a different world, a different way of thinking. That really sparked uh, my imagination, which is really, as I've said before, and if you've heard me say it on my other shares, imagination is God's um, PlayStation. It's, it's, your, it's the place where you create. Walt Disney had it figured out, all right? And so the more you can think outside of the, that which you perceive, the more innovative, more powerful, more smarter you are. I mean, think it, I mean, just look at Benjamin Franklin for, for a second. I mean, talking about uh, glowing lights and, and, and what about Thomas Edison, uh, that you'll be able to speak to people from distances. 
That wasn't even invented at that time when they were living. There were, you couldn't walk in a room and flip a switch and a light would come on and light up the room. You had to go by candlelight. And if the candle ran out and if you couldn't afford the wax for the candle, you lived in darkness. And these people were willing to look outside of where they were and they brought something to life. That's innovation. That's because they are not sheep. They're not sheeple. They're not bobbleheads who just bob their head up and down and say yes to whatever the system throws at them. They are people who are thinking outside. They're living and dancing and breathing in the unknown. So what I say to you, my loves, that a lot of the circumstances and pain and hurt and things you're going through in your life, if you have financial problems, if you're having relationship problems, if you're having problems in your health or whatever it may be, it's because of the perception you have. It's because of the engagement into that issue that you are engaging into. And it's because of the fact that you are choosing in that moment to hold on to this reality as your truth. Instead of going like, this was my truth because of the data and information I had available either through my parents or my teacher or my guardians or my authority figures or just the fact that my friends were thinking that way or I was watching all that reality TV or perhaps I was just not engaging in new types of books or I wasn't getting involved in other types of social groups or I wasn't willing to step outside of my comfort zones. This is the reason why I'm in the situation that I'm in right now, but it doesn't mean I need to stay here. I don't have to stay here. Yes. Yes. And more yes. And so also when something happens to you, like let's say for instance, someone hands you money or you have an amazing experience with a friend or you go on this beautiful vacation or you get this amazing idea that comes to you, ask for more. Spirit is always waiting for you to say, give me more of this. Because then it tells spirit what you really are putting your attention energy into and what you like in your, what kind of reality you actually enjoy. Spirit is always, you know, God and the divine spirits that are, that are there to support you and love you and honor you always want you to be happy, always want you to feel joy, always want you to feel loved. So they're always looking for ways to, to move around your friends and situations and so forth to find those pockets where you'll let them in to bring that love, that nurturing, that healing, that joy, that peace, that elation, that bliss, that all of that to you. So when you do have these moments, like if someone takes you to a movie or someone takes you to a nice dinner, say, I want more. Someone hands you money. I want more of this spirit. Someone gives you a hug. I want more of this. You can amplify your reality, but only amplify your reality in the places that are worth amplifying. Don't amplify your reality in fear or amplify your reality in lack or pain or suffering. Amplify your reality in moments of joy and elation and bliss and playfulness and happiness. Amplify that. I love you so much, tribe. I love you so, so much. And I share this with you because I love you, because I know you're capable, you're smart, and you're wise. That means you have the ability to take information and your, what you have available to you and utilize it at the right time, at the right place, at the right moment to get an effect that levels you up, that brings greater joy, happiness, freedom, elation, and bliss into your life. Because that is what we in the light want for 
you in all times. So remember that. So keep your attention and your focus. When you're in your home, walk around your house and ask yourself, how does this picture make me feel? Do the things, do I have to have all of these things in my home? What do they make me feel? What kind of thoughts am I getting because of them? Being aware of where your perception is. What type of friends, what type of things are you engaging in? What kind of words do you use to describe things? What kind of words are you utilizing in your vocabulary, in your, your wordsmithing? What kind of wordsmith are you? What kind of ways do you use word and language to create as a creator? All of these things must be observed. I love you so much. Remember, if you're not following me on Instagram, please do so, so you can get involved in the lives. Also, you can level yourself up by getting involved in my shamanic courses. You can go to shamandurek.com, sign up on my newsletter. Remember to invite to ignite. That means share with people, post about it, talk about it, invite them to the tribe because our shares are lifting and shifting and keeping us lit 24 hours a day, seven days a week, lit fire because we're powerful and no one can take us down. I love you tribe. And until next time, see you later, alligator.